As she turned onto Victorian Bagman, she became suddenly alert. For a moment, she realized that her guard had been down during the walk across the bridge. People were looking for her. That was as certain as night followed day. So far, she had taken precautions. They would have people at Paddington Station, for that were most likely place of arrival. The journey had taken several hours, longer than necessary. Changing trains and taking a bus so that her entrance to London had been Waterloo and not Paddington. But they would also be watching the building in which her parents lived. She had no doubt about that. Just as all this crossed her mind, two figures stepped from the shadows into the pool of light thrown across her from the street lamps. What do we got here, then? The first one to speak had a drunken slur in his voice. She wrapped the thin white raincoat around her as though it afforded some kind of protection against them. As they came near, she realized that these were not the type to have been sent after her. This pair wore jeans, bomber jackets, studded and hung with chains, while their hair was spiked and dyed, orange and red, the other pink and blue. Well, you on your own, darling, as the larger of the pair. She took a step back, one hand going to the wall behind her. Somewhere she knew there was an opening, with steps leading down to the little mooring platform used during the summer for tourist pleasure boats that piled up and down the Thames. It was irrational, but there was hope she could escape that way. Come on, darling, no need to be scared of us. Their voices were similar, both of them ragged with drink. Nice girl like you wouldn't refuse a couple of beautiful fellows like us, would you? Slowly, they moved near her. She even thought she could smell the drink on their breath. Almost safe, and this had to happen. Muggers, or worse. The latter thought was immediately confirmed. Of course you wanted to lie down with us, wouldn't you? The wolfish green was clear in the diffused light. The other one gave an unpleasant, drunken giggle. <laughs> She'll lie down, even if we has to hold her down. As they lurched forward, she found a gap in the wall. She turned almost, falling down the steps toward the river, one end clutching her tote bag with its strap around her shoulder, terror like a bright light in her head, which seemed to make breathing difficult and caused her stomach to churn in a butterfly roll. They were following, their boots noisy and heavy on the broad steps. Then she smelled the water and fear became panic. There was no escape. Not across the water, for she couldn't swim. There was no pleasure boat on which she might hide, only the short metal poles joined together with chains. And they were almost on her, and she turned again, determined to fight back if she could. Purity, purity mattered. They all said so, Father Valentine said so. At all costs, she must keep herself pure. She backed away, and the chain touched her behind the knees, making her cry out, stumbled, and jump. In that moment, she lost her balance, shoes slipping on the damp stone, legs caught for a moment in the dangling safety chain, so that she seemed to be held upside down. Then she fell, and the water was around her, black filling her mouth, nostrils, and clothes, the wrinkle ballooning around her, the weight of her clothes and bag dragging her down. She could hear someone screaming, then realized it was herself, coughing, choking, and spluttering as she trashed around, hand hitting the water, her body cloaked in terror. For a long way off, she heard the radio of her old PE teacher, the sadistic one who had tried to teach her to swim by throwing her bodily into the pool. Come on, girl, don't flub her out. You're like a pregnant pelican. Could control yourself. Come on, you stupid girl. Girl, girl, girl. The darkness 
took over. She felt a terrible yet soothing weakness. Panic gave way to a kind of serenity. She stopped struggling, as though overcome by an anesthetic, and dropped into an endless sleep. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the James Bond Complex podcast, the show where we discuss, rejoice, and analyze the entire James Bond phenomena, from Fleming to films and everything in between. Ooh. Ooh. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Edgar. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Matt. Matt O'Claire. Nice to see you this afternoon. Yeah. Two things. Listeners, you probably noticed that the audio quality of this episode is impeccable. And second thing, you're right in front of me, Matthew. Yes. <laughs> I, we can actually see each other without the use of a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, isn't it? I'm trying to We can remember. breathe the same air. We can breathe the same air. We can smell each other's farts. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to Thank remember. Thank God for that. What, what was the last thing we recorded? In, in person? person? Ah, was God. it maybe Dr. No Reloaded? I think so. Might have been. It feels like forever. That was winter. Yeah. That was winter. We spent the entire summer apart for some reason. Yeah. Well, we met up face to face, but but as far as recording recording. the show, we have not done it one time at all. We've done a lot of stuff with uh, the other members of the Bond crew, our Bond crew, uh, and other members of the community. So it's been been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while. But here we are in my... in the studio, I yes, meant to not, say. Not your living room. The, the, <laughs> not my living the room. The studio. The studio. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. And I will say another thing, among the many things we, we will be saying on this episode is, I was particularly pleased that we were going to be d- discovering a new quote, new, end quote, James Bond story? adventure. A story a James Bond 007 story I was unfamiliar with. It feels like it's been a long-ass time since we've done that. Uh, so we did a Garner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're back with Garner again. Uh, now, like, I don't remember what what book are we at right now. I don't remember how many we're going to do. I think we're going to do the adaptations separately because he did what? License to Kill Goldeneye. and Goldeneye. Uh, it is the seventh. Seventh. Scorpius is the seventh of Gardner's best-selling Bond novels and finds Bond battling an evil that will seem horribly familiar to modern readers, which is funny because we're in 2021 and it still feels a little bit modern. It, fe- it feels a little bit modern and also a little bit uh, naive in some of its uh, uh, themes or plot points. It's a little bit... Uh, I'll let you... De- as the episode goes along, I'll let you it develop... Translate... Could be done better. It feels like somebody who's stepping into uh, ideas or notions that they don't fully comprehend and mm-hmm. understand maybe maybe now the thing is i was i was so this is a, a problem I, I i frequently encounter uh, when we do book episodes as i get so excited to read a new james bond adventure i'm so like high on life it almost like i have i've never read this book then I read it, and I'm so super excited that the energy makes me forget the plot of the book. So I've, I've come around, and I don't know what happens in Scorpius anymore. Uh, <laughs> Let me go back on my phone, because I wrote that thing on my cell phone just before we recorded. Let's start with Scorpius. 
Miss Emma Dupre, a member of the cult of the Meek Ones, has just been found dead, drowned in the Thames River with two items on her, a mysterious credit card called Avant-Carte and the phone number of James Bond, 007. <laughs> That is that's a, that's all. His that's his phone number. That's uh, yes. It's you, hashtag. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's, it's uh, asterisk 007, and you can talk to James Bond. Cool. Actually, that, that should be like a gimmick for promotion. <laughs> you have like you dial and you talk to, to you yeah. li listen to a message by Daniel Craig says, "Oh, I'm Bond, James Bond. Uh, come see uh, No Time to Die." He didn't give a date though. He didn't <laughs> yeah. give a date. <laughs> um, no. Back to the synopsis. That's all that's required to send 007 on the trail of the Mick One's cult leader, Father Valentine, also known as armed dealers for the world's terrorist, Vladimir Scorpius. I love that name. Mm. You should definitely pay the estate of Garner mm. for that name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bone, with the help of IRS agent Ariet Warner, is able to identify the targets of a terrorist attack against Britain on the eve of a general election, but only too late because they start killing people and uh, they, they, they are unable to stop them because they're a bunch of uh, terrorists. Fanatics. Fanatics. Turns out that Scorpius has infiltrated the Secret Service through the fathers of cult members Lord Shrivenem and that of Sergeant Perlman. After Orner is kidnapped by Scorpius, Sergeant Perlman teams up with Bond to save his daughter. Flown to South Carolina, Bond meets with Scorpius, who has the 007 <laughs> marries. What are you doing? <laughs> I am. Honestly, I'm giving the. I, I'm not going through every detail of the plot because some of this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so he asks 007 marries Ariette Orner. Bond accepts the, and marries the girl only to try and escape the villain's lair the same evening. Unfortunately, Ariette is killed, bitten by a water moccasin. I have to check out what that mm. was because it's sort of a cotton mouth yeah. uh, snake. Yeah. Uh, during, so uh, bitten by a water moccasin during the, their breakout. Bond returns to the island with a few commandos in tow, confronts Scorpius and forces him to enter the same route he and Ariat had taken earlier, only to encounter the same fate as the late uh, IRS agent. Now Bond and his allies have one last task. task. Stop an another would-be assassin programmed by Scorpius to kill the Prime Minister and President of the United States. Fortunately, Bond's keen sense of observation prevails and he kills the last of the meek ones, Sergeant Perman's daughter. And that sounds more or less uh, Scorpius. <laughs> um, I'm still not sure what I think about this book. Interesting. Why is that? Talk to me. Because um, there's elements I really I actually like. Um, and elements I'm, I was like, why Why are we doing this? Okay. Uh, okay. I I felt like the plot takes a while to get into gear. Like it's only at chapter 10 that Bond gets his assignment to mm. stop Scorpius. The Scorpius. And I'm like, that's almost halfway through the book. It feels late. Um, the villain felt a little bit, uh, you know, I like the idea of Bond going against a group of fanatic terror terrorists. I think that's a good idea. I think it requires a level of finesse mm. and understanding of the sort of the, the psychology that goes into mm -hmm. not only fanatical terrorists but brainwashing. Mm -hmm. And I feel this book doesn't like they 
it feels like he wanted to do two things. Uh, sort of do a commentary on cults and mm-hmm. their, you know, that, what, what's what, you know the thing with the Kool Aid uh, where there was a mass uh, uh, suicide. I, I don't remember the cult, but it's something that happened in South America. Like I'm not familiar. Was that California? Is that California? I thought it was South America. I'm not familiar. I, I remember vaguely, but it's you know um, I I don't want to talk too much go into details because i don't know what i'm talking about i have i know there was a cult leader uh, he had big sunglasses and all his followers killed themselves by mm-hmm. drinking mm-hmm. like uh uh kool-aid as they say and yeah. it's, bec- it's become uh sort of a expression. yeah when you drink the kool-aid it's because you're just accepting what you've read what you've heard what you've been told what you've learned without questioning it you're exactly drinking the Kool-Aid. you're following the leader yeah. Editor's note. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't remember the name of Jonestown or Jim Jones, but that's what I'm talking about. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I'm on the wiki page right now while I'm editing. So, did People's Temple Agricultural Project, that are known as its by its informal name, Jamestown, was a remote settlement in Guanya, established a People's Temple, a San Francisco-based cult under the leadership of Jim Jones. Uh, if you're curious, Wiki is there. Uh, I don't want to discuss this more because it's quite depressing. Let the show go on for now. So they're taking on that element and fanatical terrorist bombings as, you know, I think it was something that was more happening in the 1980s, bombings uh, of planes. Uh, you know, it led to eventually bombings of buildings and crash planes, plane crash in, in buildings in, in America in the early uh, 21st century. Yeah. But it's Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Uh, there was the bombing, 93 bombing of the World Trade Center that uh, mm. didn't, destroy the buildings but then there was obviously 9-11 but you're, you have terrorism on one side and fanatical cults uh, with death wishes and Garner tried to mesh both these mm-hmm. sort of threats into yeah. one thing mm-hmm. and I don't feel like it works as well as it should or it mm-hmm. could I feel it's a little bit naive interesting uh, I, I feel like it's a almost comic booky. Uh, it's a James Bond story. I know, but n- even too comic booky for for. Uh, I I, th- I feel they could have done one or the other. I think doing both mm. hurts the narrative, hurts the uh, the villain. The villain doesn't. I don't believe in in, in Scorpius as a villain. Like there's Father Valentine and Scorpius yeah. should have been broken in two different. Villains? Sort of a Mr. Big uh, Kananga type of thing. Yeah, but there, you know, I don't want to. If I was adapting the, the book as a movie, I would keep elements of the book. The name is great. I love the name. Yeah, Vladimir Scorpius. Yeah, it's a good name. That's a good villain's name. Like just Scorpius, and I love when Fleming just had the title, the name of the villain, Goldfinger, mm. Doctor No, the man with the golden gun. I like that. They don't do that in the movies these days. And I feel they should just give a check to the estate of Garner and borrow some elements of the plots of some books or names. Mm. And, you know, you can announce the the, the, the title of the next uh, movie uh, years in advance. <laughs> well, you've been on record a number of times of saying that Garner has great ideas and those ideas could be used in... Uh, yeah, no, and, and I, some, a great idea in this book was actually used. The way this batches uh, Scorpius, exactly the same as... Uh, Green, Mr. Green in uh, Quantum of Solace. And I was like, 
oh, this is much better than Quantum of yeah. Solace. It's yeah. crueler and more uh, violent and more. I can understand what's happening in Quantum. It is. It, you don't get the sense that the villain was punished or died. No. In, in in this book, it's it's a little bit more. Like honestly, I'm. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the estate of Garner secretly got a paycheck for, for, for the theft of that idea. If they didn't, uh, they should get some it's, money. I think it's different enough. Ah, it's close. I, I feel like it's close. You know, that, you know. The, the main villain's death in a, in a Bond movie, I'm being very specific, the main villain's death in a Bond film is not something I want to be left to my imagination. I want to see the Bond villain die. Yeah. You know. Well, you see um, him die, and it's... But in Quantum of Solace. Oh, you know, yeah, I know. It's like, oh, he was found with a bullet. I would have liked to have seen him get shot, or something, I don't know. No, would you say... Because um, w- w- when you make the claim that there's a little bit of naivete in, in how Garner presents... Uh, some some plot elements would you perhaps uh, be alluding to some of the dialogue some of the conversations where bond and m are trying to understand the brainwashing or for example uh, an old an old friend uh, james uh, uh dr uh, maloney uh, yeah right james maloney you know and he's sort of explaining a little bit how it works and i think scorpius gives like a brief you know there are multiple characters whether it's bond maloney scorpius that allude to the process of the brainwashing and the state of mind of the people that are brainwashed and who the victims of the brainwashing are. If anything, I would say maybe those were the moments yeah, but it's, when it's, it felt a little surface level That's felt, the uh, seams between the, uh, uh, terror, uh, uh, the, um, the plot with the terrorist attacking Britain during the eve of its elections, mm. uh, which is, you know, it's it's, it's more like a, ba- a basic terrorist plot. Yeah. And sort of the cult members doing sort of unpredictable attacks. Uh, but, but both are essentially the same. It's these soldiers that yeah. are for a cause. But the, the thing is that Religious fundamentalism is based on an actual religion that's been around for thousands of years, or at least centuries, oh, and man. this has been around for. This would be twenty years, ten years, yeah, <laughs> t- twenty years at tops. This would be like uh, members of uh, what's it called, the Tom Cruise religion, uh, Scientology, members of Scientology becoming terrorists all of a sudden. Well, you say that. I think I understand your point, but earlier in this very episode, you did allude to the Kool-Aid people, and that wasn't necessarily, you know, something that had been going back centuries necessarily. Yeah. So there is that possibility. I think it depends on who. But usually they don't, they're sort of, in. they're controlling their own people. They just have enough trouble controlling their own members. They're not going to attack people. They're they're more in, sort of seclusive um, right. No, I, I see what you mean. I, again, it's I, I'm sort of taking it. Okay, so it's a it's a Bond plot. I'm I'm not expecting this to be the most realistic book I've ever read, and and John Garner is taking you know a real problem, which is brainwashing, 
It's funny. We've been recording a few episodes recently about people being brainwashed. You know what? It's but a better brainwashing plot than uh, what's the second book we did? Not license renewed. The one uh, oh, for special that. services. I was thinking of Black Widow, but okay, sure for special services. <laughs> no, Black Widow is an entire different thing. But it's better than for special services with with uh, that cream? my yeah the ice cream. Uh, this <laughs> feels you know I'm struggling with the seams, but you know as a plot uh, uh, for entertainment value i was mm. entertained i was mm. reading list well reading i was listening to the mm. the, the going ons and i had a, a good time i felt most of the action was interesting uh you know uh, as an adaptation i would probably collapse some of the mm. plot elements and char redundant characters there's, there's like three or three or four people that i feel like you know you could just have the one instead of those he two does people. like stuff in his books i didn't think it was as bad as some of his previous it's work, not as bad but he does like here's another character that's another similar character, but it's not similar. as bad it's, not, it's as not as bad it's 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 honestly it's one of the better books we've read so far I think it's my favorite John Carter. Actually. I don't know. I still, I still like Icebreaker, but I'll put Icebreaker second, uh, comfortably in second. But I think this is my favorite. Which, look, you've all listened to our episodes. Uh, okay, you're a little bit more down on Garner than me, but I've never said that I love Garner, and I'm saying this one's my favorite. So, are, are we? Am I damning it with a little bit of faint praise, perhaps? But I think it is my favorite Garner. You know what? Uh, I, it's still. One of the better books. I, I'm. I'm. No, I'm. Some sometimes a little bit more uh, negative, but I'm always open. I'm always mm. eager to learn. Maybe it's this just, one. Maybe this one. I, uh, this Maybe one this one. You know what? This one was all right. I, I, I told him before we started press uh, record. I was like a bit ambivalent about my thoughts on on the on the book itself. Mm. But now you know we're starting to discuss. I'm like, eh, I actually like that part. Oh, that part wasn't too mm. bad. You know, it's just, like I said. There, are gr the, to his credit. Garner has, I'll I'll say actually use the word great ideas yeah. from time to time. Yeah. This has two components. You could make two movies out of some of the ideas mm. in Scorpius. Mm. Yeah, you split Father Valentine and Scorpius, and you do one movie with Father Valentine and his cult, mm. and do another one with uh, yeah. Scorpius uh, yeah. as the words. Uh, that's the com comic booky aspect. That is the uh, the um, uh, not the, the, the arms no, dealer for the world's terrorists. I, yeah. I kind of like that. No, it's cool. No, I like it. I, I will agree with you that I'm not sure Father Valen Valentine slash Vladimir Scorpius. I will agree with you that maybe Garner doesn't quite stick the landing at the end of the day with, with just who he is when we finally get to meet him because we don't no. really see him until about 50 pages left in the book. Uh, when we finally get to meet him with Bond, um, I wasn't particularly intimidated. Uh, I, I did, however, very much like what the the psychological games Bond was playing with Scorpius insofar as every time, or almost every time, he was addressing himself to Scorpius, he would look at him in the eyes and in his head imagine just like the most revolting murder fashions of doing away with Scorpius. And I guess when you when you do that, if I'm looking at you and I'm thinking of how I'm going to kill you, I will be looking at you in a very particular way. And Scorpius clues in on that. And there are these little moments where Bond can tell, Scorpius is a little bit afraid of me right now. He's a little <laughs> bit afraid of me. I did very much like those moments. I thought that was a very cool Bondian thing to do. 
Um, but as for the character of, of Valentine Scorpius, you know, he's okay. He's fine. I, I think what I liked, among a few things, what I liked a lot about the book was the idea of Scorpius and Valentine, less so the character once we finally get to meet him. Um, I was getting... Some listeners might think I'm a little bit crazy, but I was getting a lot of Skyfall vibes. Uh, it's very England-based. It's very London-based. Attacks in around London, uh, unpredictable attacks. They're going. They're going back and forth around. The, I'm just saying. That's those were the vibes uh, I was you know, getting. You know, I uh, see what you, I feel that you're still stretching a little bit, but I see what you mean. I can't help what I, I. Like I said, I preface it with listeners are no, probably no, going to think I'm a little crazy. Now that you know, uh, I, I'm I'm looking for where you might be and the Anglo-centric. They're they're at. Glattonsbury, where they mm. think King Archer just yeah. saying that to me is like, oh, that's in English, English, very English. They they, English, they go yeah. to that's that's my one of my complaints about the book. I felt like it lacked the exoticism of uh, certain. Hold on, we we go to uh, South Carolina. Yeah, that, mm, <laughs> mm, I was thinking about that. We go to South Carolina here. We're in. Are we in Texas and for special services? What the uh, hell do we I guess I think we're for special services. Uh, we're in Florida for a little bit in, in nobody, one of the yeah. Spectre ones. Yeah, it's nobody. Uh, no, is it? Either nobody. No Deals or Nobody. No, No Deals is the one with the uh, cream cake operation. Mm. So it's... Uh, it must be Nobody Lives Forever. Nobody Lives Forever. So it's three books where we go to the United States and... Well, they barely go to the United States. I mean, yeah, you go to his true. island, yeah. uh, and you go to like what is it? Then it's the White House, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. I don't remember. But uh, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like we've been going to not not the United States is a fantastic country. I I want to make that clear. But I feel as far as travelogging, I feel we go to the United States a lot in the Gardner books, and not necessarily like we we're not in New York. We're not in Chicago. We're not oh, like we're Florida, like we're in South nobody, and nobody lives forever. There's a lot. He goes through the entire like European continent. Mm. It feels like, yeah. and ends up in Florida at the end for yeah. like a yeah. couple chapters. Yeah. Uh, this one more or less the same. Like it's the last few yeah. two chapters that he's actually in mm. the state. So it's not a big. A plot element? No, it's you know. not. It's not. And we're all like on an island off the coast. It's I like, like the surviving. idea of the island. Oh, so do I. So I, do I, I love villains with islands. Yeah. Well, Doctor No is one of your favorite books and movies, so I'm not surprised <laughs> that you're saying you like that part of the book. I liked it too. Um, it, it made it feel very. Uh, it, there was a little little bit of a Doctor No vibe uh, during those last few few chapters. I do. I I, I like the touch that Garner gives. Um, I'm gonna call him Valentine Scorpius. Uh, what he gives Valentine Scorpius is uh, the guy doesn't really have any taste. He just likes a lot of stuff from different epochs and different artists and just like a yeah. little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's a little <laughs> bit the, gaudy. The way this <laughs> described it looks like uh, somebody uh, who has no sense of taste. Somebody yeah. who just it doesn't get, coalesce. It's 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 too discombobulated. Somebody it who has a co collects multiple things but put them in the, puts them in the same place. Mm. So yeah. No, I don't know. Somebody has Transformers, G.I. Joe's, and uh, in the middle is going to have like a guitar and, mm. you know, it, it's just, and it's all stuffed together very, very close. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't breathe. It's, it's, 
it's it's aggressively ugly. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah, that, and that's sort of and Bond, who's who's a man of great taste, of course, is almost like offended by how ugly. <laughs> yeah, is. I, I do like. He's, that. he's a little bit precious, Bond. Remember, yeah. like he's that's a, why we like him. Oh, yeah, uh, I like my Bond precious, but you know, it's it's part of the the joke that Bond is so finicky yeah. and yeah. Ugh, yeah, he's a killer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I did. I did like that quite a bit. So, I sort of, I'm, I, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but I, I like a lot of what's around Valentine Scorpius, maybe more than Scorpius himself. Uh, but, but I do, I do like that. I and I really didn't have. Again, I'm, I'm claiming this as my favorite Garner, so I, I might as well, I might as well go the whole nine yards. Like I. I, I actually did not have a problem that we were very England, uh, about, maybe because of the Skyfall vibes that I was getting, but I didn't have a problem with the fact that we were England bound just because it felt, because the terrorist attacks are in England, because the attacks were against very notable personalities, and, and there's one of them, I don't think he's running, I think he's a former prime minister, but he's beloved, everybody loves this guy in retirement, and they just blow him their shit up, you know, it doesn't matter, we're gonna kill everybody, um, and he's, I, I felt like, I know he's, he's too, he would have been too old, but it felt like a version of, um, I'm gonna say, Roger Moore? No, I was gonna say <laughs> Orson Welles, because I'm like, <laughs> ch chubby, White guy, Winston Churchill. Oh, Winston like, Churchill, right. Like he right, was right. like proxy for, you right. know, who died decades earlier. Mm. Uh, but he felt Churchillian, like somebody who's like. The guy who gets blown up? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got maybe a little bit. I had Tw Bill Twice prim, pr prime minister. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. felt Churchill. I had Bill Nighy in my mind for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't. Oh, but, you know, he's, he's on. <laughs> He's a non presence in the book. He's like, he shows no, up. <laughs> but, but he, he, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. He's a non presence in the book. But what I liked what Garner does was he took that little paragraph and said, everybody loves this guy. You know, doesn't matter what side of the political yeah. aisle you were on, everybody respected him. And they just blew him to high, to high heaven. Like, that's how merciless the meek ones are, the society of the meek ones. And, Jumping off of that point is M in this book. Uh, there are moments, there are passages when M, uh, when M, when when in the prose in Garner's prose we get into Bond's mind, and like Bond has never really seen M like this. M looks haggard. M looks tired. M looks legitimately stressed out. Mm -hmm. uh, I really thought Garner was doing a very very good job at communicating that sort of tension. You know, we live in Canada. We we live in a province where there was a little bit of trouble with the FLQ, but that was 40 years ago. Not really anything has happened since. 50. Uh, 50 years ago, you're right. Or close to it, anyways. It yeah, it was 50 last year. Oh, it was 70? I thought it was, for some reason I have it 74 in my head. But it was 50, 50 years. We'll round it out to 50. <laughs> um, and nothing's happened in, in half a century here. We have our... Brethren to the south of the 49 power, though something happened to them a heck of a lot more recently, although that's 20 years ago this year. <laughs> Tempest Fugit. Uh, Tempest Fugit. Um, but I was still, so there, I had an appreciation for that sense of impending doom. I think that's what I like the most about this book, and I, and I, I doubted if Garner had it in him, I felt the impending sense of doom. That 
That's a good point, actually, you picked up on. Because, uh, yes, yes. Uh, it, you know, for something that's written, what, 10, like more, a little bit over 10 years before uh, 9-11, mm. uh, we've seen how the world reacted on that day. I remember every politician look, as M has described, looking at Haggard, a little bit mm. confused, mm. exhausted for mm. weeks on. And every time there's a tragedy like that, like most politicians uh, look like, crap for, mm. for a few weeks when mm. they're talking a few more extra few gray weeks. i mean yeah just just the past year with the pandemic like each time there's a, a politician that talks they look completely haggard and mm. sort of discouraged uh I, it feels honest as a depiction of people working not even like the face of politicians but mm. you know i've i've started reading that uh, book that's written by a former uh, FBI agent. Let cool. me get it's it's somebody somebody that I think Mel Mel Melanie referred this referenced this book. She she met the the lady who wrote it, and she oh, was uh, rings a bell. Uh, hold on, I'll just just edit that part. <laughs> no, no worries, no worries. Well, as you as you look for the information, but I, we'll we'll stick with the point we're talking about now. Is uh, and it goes to Garner knows his bond. There's the moment when M and, and Bond are in like the ultra, ultra, ultra secret safe house, which is like kept by a hot chick and she leaves. <laughs> and and I remember in when Bond and, and M are having a conversation, M addresses uh, addresses addresses his uh, his 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 subordinate as James. And we know that when M says James, it's because it's it's there's there's a different vibe in the room. This is a very special situation. If M is saying James if and he, not Bond and not 007. If he, say, he says James, it, things things are serious. Yeah. Let's see if. And I, I thought Garner picked the right moment for that. He didn't do it too early in the book. He didn't do it like after the mission was complete. He does it. You know, the light is darkest. No, the the. The darkest, darkest before the dawn. I don't know what that expression is. You know what I mean. Before the dawn, it's the night is darkest, or whatever the heck. The the, the night is darkest before the dawn. Mm. Uh, it's you know the, I was like I just found the the, the book. It's called "Becoming Bulletproof" by Evie Pum Puras. Um, she she was uh, uh, American Greek uh, FBI agent at the time of the collapse of the tw the, the Twin Towers, working mm. fairly close by, mm -hmm. and she recounts like the, the opening of the book. She recounts her, her sort of what happened on, on that day, and she was seeing people throughout the smoke. People were were helping. Yeah, it's 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 gripping. I highly recommend. So far, I've just had the first chapter, and I had to take a break because I started listening. Sweating. I, you know, <laughs> I made the mistake of listening, starting to listen to that book late at night, and I had trouble sleeping. Not yeah. because I was having it; just it puts you there. Yeah. She, our prose is very, very strong, and it just puts you there in the chaos. And she talks about the uh, like following events as they were trying to unravel the pressure that was on them, and. Since I had that book, at least that chapter recently mm. in mind when I was reading Scorpius, mm. there are some parallels. I was like, oh my God, yeah, it's, it feels... Uh, Gardner, you know, I, we, he has his strength, he has his weakness, but that f felt very genuine. Yeah. Sometimes um, 
that, that you know we 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 all will always compare writers who write Bond to it's uh, to Fleming. It's tough uh, not to do. We shouldn't do it maybe as often as we do, but it's a, it's a legitimate and and it's not a complaint this time. It's just that I I he wrote a something. That feels more in his wheelhouse. Mm. He's not. He's less and less trying to do Fleming. Mm. Uh, he's doing his own stuff. It felt more like a modern thriller than a Bond story. It felt very modern. Like oh. this is the book that felt oh. like he brought Bond to the 20th, late twentieth century. He's out of the sixties, and it, this yeah. is the real world. It's still Fleming esque. You know the 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 sort of Scorpius. Father Valentine, cult no. of the meek ones, yeah. terrorist, arms dealer, mashup is a little bit Fleming as comic bookish. Mm. Still live and let die in there with yeah. the coat and this and that. A little and... bit silly, but you know, it's, 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 it's tolerable. It, it feels like it's, you know, there's not as many references to previous books. Like at one point he says, oh, somebody, uh, a character, I think it's Corbius says, oh, somebody called you a blunt instrument uh, for the government or something like that. I'm like, ah, Okay, that's 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 not as aggressive as no. other books. So no. I really felt like the uh, the dusting off that he attempted in the older books was actually achieved. He feels late eighties. Hey, I mean, I have no. Problem. I'm starting to really like this book more than I realized at first. The, the, hey, funny things happen when you when, when you record a podcast. But if the, oh my goodness, excuse me, if this is a um, a preview of, of things to come, and like, we do have about f- five or six of them left. <laughs> but if this is a preview of things to come, maybe Garner gets better the more of them he writes. Uh, I mean, I liked No Deals. Uh, I, this is one is my favorite. So the last, the last two we've read, anyways, I enjoyed. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he gets better as he goes along. I like the point about you said something uh, that. I th- I think it was percolating in my mind, but you you verbalized it in in a in a great way. It's a thriller in which there's James Bond, less so or more so than a like this big James Bond adventure. It's a thriller. It's a tension filled thriller, and James Bond is the protagonist oh. of this tension. I like the way you put that. I th- I think I was thinking that, but I didn't have the words because there is something. A bit different about this one, and I think you, I think you, just got it there. Yeah, you know, there's a element of time. The elections are coming. That that the, the plot. Now, that's something they don't necessarily uh, force as much. The fact that you know, I think of Tomorrow Never Dies, where he has 48 hours to mm. unravel the plot, mm. the villain's plot, and you never see Bond looking tired, <laughs> or you know, you mm. don't feel like you feel like. You know, there's like a week that passes through that movie, and it's meant to be 48 hours. And, you know, when you time it, you look at it is 48 hours, but the character always feels fresh. He never feels exhausted Mm. or tired, or, you know, his cognitive powers are not uh, pressed by by the lack of sleep. Mm. In this book, Bond starts the book and he's already back from a training mission and feels tired the entire book. Yes, I really, really like how the book begins. I like this is the second Garner where he's on a training mission at the start of the book. I think Icebreaker starts, Icebreaker starts. Uh, up north uh, in the Arctic regions, and here it's in England. But I like that idea of a very rigorous training 
he's there for a week or two, something like that, and he has no time to rest. <laughs> uh, he has to get straight back into action uh, from the training. I thought that was really cool. It's it, There's a little bit of that vulnerability as well. And whenever we talk about the books, we spoil them like, uh, what is that expression you Spoil them rotten? Yeah. Uh, spoil them rotten is, um, I didn't see the Bond girl dying. I didn't see that coming. I thought they were going to make it out of that I, I knew because, uh, you know, there, there, there are elements of the plots that have, uh, you know, when I was doing those logos that I did years ago now for That's each true. of the Garner. Do you still have those? Oh, you still have those. It's uh, I remember what I did for this one, Scorpius. I think it's, uh, I did it some, it's sort of this constellation of Scorpius. Okay. And with the name, I think I did something like that. I, it's been years, almost yeah, years. Three, four but years ago. I've, you know, I've been using them mostly on, in tech. Uh, I plan to do so again. Um, but I knew some of the, I knew the Bond girl died, but mm, interesting. It, it, it's, and like it's I said, sad. It's, sad. it's sad. But uh, to bring it back to, the, the the movie that has taken the most out of this uh, book, Quantum Solace. I think. Oh, well, you're gonna run with that. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely gonna run with that. I think that's what they they try to do with Strawberry Fields. It's generally what they did with Strawberry Fields. But she almost mm. shows up. She shows up in two scenes. Mm. She shows up in the scene where she meets him. She has a scene with him in bed. She has a scene at the party, and she has a like they put him put some oil on her and took pictures, and that's like you think they I, took pictures. I love the you've seen those behind the scene pictures. I mean, it's it's, it's she's a beautiful woman, mm. so it's kind of sexy. Oh, you mean for the okay? I thought you meant like the quantum agents took oh, pictures. Okay, and I didn't mean that. But, but whatever floats their boat, man. No, she, Gemma, Quantum's dead anyways. At like she's a beautiful actress. She's you know she's done better work than that because it's a techless job for that film. Yeah. So it's sort of a eh. well, it, it, when you're in a Bond movie. You know, if you have a good agent, and if you're remotely smart, if you've been in a Bond movie early in your career, you should have a career after that. Yeah. To these these days, back in the day, it was things were different. Mm. But you know, I and it came like I came to the theorize that, or if not attended, they should have if they had the time rewritten that way that the character of Camille and Strawberry Field should have been merged into one mm. single character mm. and have her died somewhere late mm. in the film would have been it, it's it's grabbing when she dies for no good reason no good reason it's, and, it's upsetting Bond's upset Bond, Bond is, is extremely upset oh he's he's angry I've never he's angry at him and vicious he's, he's angry at Scorpius he's angry at himself because he was so sure they were going to again Bond always wins he never yeah. Bond always wins and he thinks briefly because of the the, the fake non-fake what it's a fake wedding in the legal yes. sense of the term so he thinks about Tracy for a flash so it's almost like that happening and they're not really married and they he doesn't know Harriet Horner as well no, as he's Tracy still, he's still... but it's still you know they've had an experience together and this is another one that dies you know on on, on his watch looks it's like, like he lost another one yeah uh it's it's he's real and and they so he swims away uh it's Perlman arrives in the boat. Oh no, it's the way it's a CIA guy. Wachowski, whatever. Wachowski, 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 Wachow
and says, uh, you know, what, we are, were you, just what are you doing in the way. water? We were right there. Uh, so that's like, like Bon is like, oh, you got to be feckishing kidding me. Um, that's a tragic moment. It's, And, you know, one thing we've complained about a lot, and myself included, I complain about a lot, is, is the characterizations of the leading ladies and the supporting uh, Bond ladies in the Garner books. Um I'm I'm not saying the ones we have in Scorpius are the most developed we've ever written. But she she might be the the, the best it's creation. There. It's she, getting there. She, she's I liked her. Now, uh, yeah, the the, the the fact that we as readers we're upset as much as she 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 was sort of fun but also she showed a genuine humanity because she's not she she commits her first kill uh in Mm. in in that book and she's Mm. really upset about about that and she she feels very green uh at the beginning she's she's an accountant basically now she's killing people yeah, uh, she's re- very. It's a little upset. bit in your wheelhouse, where you like your leading ladies, uh, where they're yeah. they're not the female James Bond. They don't they're, really they're know not, what they're doing, and yeah. then they get wrapped up in the adventure. She, she might have yeah. some training, but she she she's not. You know, she I'm, I'm an accountant basically mm. with a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a non-lethal IRS. Uh, kind, of like, kind of like the comic book. Uh, that, uh, yeah, but without all those skills. Uh, <laughs> that, it, l- listeners, uh, go back her catalog. I think it's it's last December. Something uh, like, yeah. Something the like IRS uh, Franco-Belgian uh, comic book. That, Very good uh, book. Very good book. Highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, no, so it was a, a tragic death that, that I felt you're 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 admitting you felt it as well, and, and Bond certainly feels as as well. And you know who also felt it? Vladimir Scorpius. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets it pretty good. Oh my god, yeah, it's pretty good. Because he th- he thinks at one point, oh, Bond's gonna escape with help me escape, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you poor no. sap. You don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's it's true. And Anouk, I mean, he's 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 our lead villain. He needs to die, and it's always fun when the lead when the lead valent villain gets it really good. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, but maybe going back to my earlier point about I wasn't quite taken by Scorpius is he does seem a little bit dumb. Like, bro, this is James Bond. Do you really think James Bond? Like, we we know it's like get out of here. Man. I think that's why. You know, part of my sort of there's no verisimility with the, with certain plot elements, and that character is a big reason why he should be smarter than that. Like, yeah, if you're yeah. able to build a cult and people actually perform these killings because they be, believe in your fake religion, you should be smarter, more charismatic, a little bit more quick. It feels like the Dr. No, which is funny because at the time of this recording, we recorded our second edition of Dr. No not that long ago. It's kind of like the Dr. No where, you know, I'm going to feed um, Honey Child to the crabs and Honey Child's like, WTF? Like, I'm not gonna, like, <laughs> it feels a little bit like that where Dr. No was just taken down a little notch. Uh, it feels it, like that again where it's like... Should be more charismatic. <laughs> should be uh, smarter. He feels like... He feels like the 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 the, the sidekick to the main villain. Mm. A sidekick mm. should be stupid, and mm. you know what? If Father Valentine and uh, uh, Scorpius were two different characters, one had the religious a- aspect and could actually have the little cult based around him, and Scorpius, you know, if I was rewriting, re- I would have separated those two in two elements so that you know. W- 
you'd have two villains. You have the the side, the 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 sort of what's the scale, uh, the scale of villains? You have the one that kills the sheriff, one that kills the deputy, mm. and one that kills the dog. <laughs> Yeah. So what's his name? Attaway would have been the one that kills the dog. So he's sort of a useless villain mm. uh, that gets killed by uh, Ariet Orner. Then you have you would have Father Valentine that is the cult leader. Mm. And then you have on top of that you would have Scorpius who manipulates the guy who manipulates the cult. I think I'm really vibing with what you're saying. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I see it. I see it. It's yeah, and again, it's, it's as much as I really like the book, and I can't stress that enough. It, it, it is that little bit of, he, he's a little bit of a wet noodle when we finally meet him. Yeah, a for, for a titled character, like he's the title character. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Gardner, again, we're not mind readers, and the guy's dead anyways. But it feels like Gardner was like. I have to really sell this bad guy, so I'm going to. As they're having dinner on the island, you know, I need Bond to think to himself: "This man is evil incarnate. This is the worst villain I've ever faced." And I remember reading—I mean, it was just this week—reading that passage, going like, "Okay, I get it. You're, I respect you. You're trying to sell the villain. It's fine. I get it." He's not a great villain. It's no, like, exactly. Uh, it's like Dominic that, Green. Dominic with... Green is so nefarious. He's so evil. And like, not really. <laughs> it's like, uh, I think that's my the, the problem with most of, most of these books is that they need a little bit more polishing. They, you know, he used. To, I, I don't know how fast he wrote. I wish insane. he was still alive because he wrote these. We'd bring him on the show. I wish, man. I wish I could ask him questions. Maybe I don't know if he has who's taking care of his estate, but the what was his writing process? How quickly did he write these? Did he? Did somebody, an editor, just check his writing and said, "Or good enough print?" Or (laughs) if they just now first draft, okay, it's it's good because that's you know there's some polishing that he has great ideas, but sometimes oh man, the 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 that's. Far in the left, like it's one of his better creations for villains, but still, man, yeah, it needed polishing. But mm. you know, it's 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 still a as a story as a, for the structure, I like it. I I I was you know like I said the trailer. This if this was a movie in 1980s, sort of a trailer, sort mm. of like a. What would be a good comparison? Uh, Hunt for the Red October, mm. something something that has a little bit t- tangent, political yeah. tangent, and yeah. you know, film very is very stoic. It's not there's not that many explosions except for bombings, which are sort of violent and scary and terrible in this yeah. book. It's yeah. not like oh. A boat explodes. Mm. No, though there isn't. Uh, even his base doesn't explode at the end. No. There's no fire. Even the Spectre base on that little island went up in flames. It's like, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Those are all really really good points. Um, it's funny. I was I had something on my mind, and I thought, yeah, what you said was so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Sorry, what I was sorry, going just to blew say. your mind. You bet. You you. Uh, I, I'm the meek one, and you're Father Valentine. <laughs> you 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 got me. But um, oh right, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, I have to say, I remember during the first couple books, I was a little bit shocked at the R-rated, uh, borderline X-rated violence in the Garners. But maybe I. I I'm not desensitized because the descriptions are are quite graphic, uh, but I am starting to vibe with them a little bit. I I think look, it's book 
it's book 007. I think I'm just, you know what? This is just Gardner's world. This is Gardner's bond. They're more violent than the Fleming. Not that the Fleming. And it's one of the most violent so far, but it's, yeah. you know, it feels like there's a purpose to the violence. Sometimes it feels random. And this is either to move the plot or move the character emotionally. Like, like yeah. the, the, the death of, of, uh, or, uh, Ariet Warner is, it's, it's, Technically, it's non-violent, but it's still gruesome because uh. she's poisoned, and she's like poisoned, like death by 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 venom. Inf- I don't know if you call it an infection or, but, but venomous bite mm. are horrible. So you you can't you, your your entire body sort sort mm. of stops working, mm. your blood co- coagulates in, in, in your heart stops beating, and it's. Mm. It's a horrible way to die, and that's it. it gets to you, yeah. and some of the explosions there. Like I said, the, the, most of the explosions are shown on the news. Bond never witnesses it's something on the news, which makes it feel more realistic. Because that's how I see we yeah. as uh, people living in the twenty first century. When there's a terrorist attack or uh, a violent whatever you all see footage of that, and it's more disturbing than mm. anything in the world. That is. God, that's that's awful. That it is. You're absolutely right. And and to bounce off of what you're saying, the way Gardner um, describes though, it's usually in M's office. They think they roll in a TV. M hates technology, by the way. Uh, which which oh, makes sense. I can see oh, that. But they're, they're, oh, but uh, okay. I'm just cable that. But I want to talk about tech for a little. Sure. Uh, but they roll in the TV tray and uh, with with Bill Tanner, good old Bill Tanner, and they. I like the way Garner describes the footage where it's 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 camera footage, and you see like that one person in a crowd that suddenly emerges and jumps onto the car. Usually, they jump onto the car, and I don't know. That just got to me. That that moment where everybody in that vicinity has no idea what's just about to happen. And then they're watching this footage and they notice the one guy that's like, oh, jump, boom, plane. It's, it's um, no, seriously, credit. But uh, you, you have something to say about uh, tech. I, I wanted to see, because there's, you know, there are two things that they find early in the story on uh, Emma Dupri. We always forget about that character. <laughs> She's the it, one that starts this whole thing. It thing. starts the entire thing. That's why like, it needs a little bit, that book, you know, Whatever. And her death is, I thought, oh my God, these people are, you know, it's, it's the first chapter, so we don't really know who the villains are, but I, I thought her two assailants were actually assailants. No, but it's no, more she, like, whoop, 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 what? She, 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 she kind of <laughs> offs herself by, you know, I, I, she feels like she sighs something. But um, yeah, she, on the body, they find James Bond's phone number and also a credit card called Avant-Carte. And they, later on in the story, they explain how the card works. And I was like, <laughs> that feels like a, how a credit wor- card works today. And uh-huh. they talk about it like if it's something that can act mm. the mainframe, like mm. all the banks, you know, they're gonna, that yeah. card can go into the system and she can manipulate directly with the bank. Mm. Isn't that what we do on today? With well, I don't know if my Capital One card can can steal money from other bank accounts, but I, I, I hear your point. I, I hear it. I will say that I know one of mine, one of mine, one of my main criticisms in the previous Gardeners has been his obsessiveness 
with this with describing technology uh i like seeing technology i like playing with technology uh, i i couldn't give two s-h-i-t-s's reading three paragraphs about the description of what the technology looks like I think this is one of his lighter books. Oh, uh, definitely agree. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of half, half, halfway like, mocking it. But it's you know for a plot that's taking place in 1988. Mm. Yeah, you have to put yourself yeah. in the mindset. Yeah. Okay, whatever. A credit card can act and perform mm. like hack, ha- yeah. hack bank accounts and steal money from other accounts. Whatever. I, I I'm fine with that. He doesn't spend. Like you said, paragraphs upon paragraphs describing how it works and like which circuit. It's it's magical. And as as cute is describing the tech, there's a Garner takes a moment to go like, oh, it looks like M is like bored out of his skull. <laughs> so and cute is like, okay, I'll get to the point. Now. I thought it's like, <laughs> yes, thank you. I think I don't know if that's like an in. Maybe I'm I'm overthinking it, but almost Garner is going like, you know what? I'm going to get to the point. Nobody needs to understand the technology about this card work. I, I appreciate it where, like, when, when Cute notices the glaze in <laughs> M's eyes, she's like, okay, this is what the card does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, like I said, I, I, it, it, it made me sort of, ah. Uh, that's you know it's sort of like uh, when you watch older '80s movie and they talk, they use the way they use computer. It's like mm. Mission Impossible, the first movie when mm. it uses the internet. That's not really how it mm. works. Yeah. But in <laughs> 1996, that's how it worked. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. people, uh, so I'm like I'm not too upset about it, but you know it. it, it I feel like just having Bond's phone number should have been enough. It, it, it feels like if I'm writing sort of the opening, the, the movie version. I, F the, the credit card subplot. I would m- m- fix it so that you can introduce Ariet Orner, but you don't mm. need to have the credit card with her. It's more mysterious if it's just Jade Bond's phone number. Yeah, uh, Miss du- Mademoiselle Dupré could have had a previous association with the with the financial institution. Yeah, they just get her bank mm. bank accounts and says, "Oh, what's this card?" Oh, yeah. It's fun. They, they do not that the book spends too much time on the car, but it does come back every once in a while. And just uh, don't make it a credit card. Make it a bank, like a mm. private bank, avant-garde bank. Mm. You, you just sort of use the same words. You know, mm. if I'm, I, I don't want to speculate too much on a possible adaptation. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wish they would just. G- g- Get the estates to sign up their the 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 the, the, the rights for a cinematic adaptation. Give them a big paycheck and just because there are good ideas and you can mind recycle the books to reprint them with uh, whoever's the new James Bond Everybody on the cover more and more people and the brand continues to expand and you it's reci- right there. It's right there. It's, it's material that's just you know, <laughs> and they've mined the the continuation novel constantly. Uh, not in in di- direct ways. I mean, you, you can do it more directly and, you know, make money well, with the It's always Colonel's son. No, 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 no. Oh, it's true. Uh, license renewed. There's a lot license of the license renewed in a view to a go. Yeah. That's true. That's I forgot about that. We I'm did pres- review it like 
two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're taking our time with the gardeners. Yeah, well, they're so good. We take. We want to take our time. We want um, to savor them. You know what? I'd be, speaking of uh, gardener, I'd be up to, 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 to you know, I, I don't know how frequently we want to do these because we still have the second edition. Mm. But this, you know, we, we, we stayed away for a while and I'm, um, I'm getting yeah. I'm, I'm getting the taste. I'm like, oh, mm. it's it's sort of the, your first when you drink a a beverage and you take your first sip and mm. it's bitter or it's too strong, mm. but your palate gets used to it. Mm. We got used to Gardner, and yeah. you, you mentioned that previously that you know mm. uh, now now that we've been away for some while and look, taking a second bite, yeah, it's not that harsh. It's like the violence that. is violence is not as upsetting. We're used to it. And the, like, if he keeps writing thrillers and with James Bond in it instead of pseudo quasi semi James Bond stories, I think I'm gonna be fine. But th- th- there are still Fleming elements in his writing that I like. I like that he names the chapter. I've always liked that yeah. in Fleming. When yeah. when writers, contribution writers, don't do that, it's it's terrible. Me, book. What are you doing? Terrible what? book. It's it's terrible. Sell, don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, it's it it must be tough naming chapters especially if you have a lot of chapters giving up in a, coming up with a name for every single one of them it's impressive yeah, it's a tough job you already have to come up with the title of the book now you have to come up with a title for your 20 chapters often he uses either a line or a plot element mm. or something which i'm perfectly fine but I, I, you know it teases mm. it makes me excited to read the why are you using the, that expression mm. what does that mean oh <laughs> I'll say, i guess what, i'll what, read on <laughs> yeah, go, in this one what's the one of the last let me get the uh, the last enemy what's that yeah Ooh, last enemy death name what's that Death like I like Death Legacy. That's pretty good. Deadly Legacy. Meet Mrs. Scorpius. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty good. Go find the devils. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's you know, I love his uh, his use of the chapter names. It's mm. uh, it's a lost art <laughs> for some uh, continuation writers. Did, Dropping uh, my copy. I can't remember if Horowitz. Names oh, uh, I, I, I've. If I remember correctly, Forever in the Day has chapter does, names. Yeah, I, I haven't read uh, Trigger Mortis yet. Hmm. Um, I haven't need to order In fact, it. I lent it to you. It spent so much time doing nothing at your place that you gave it back to me. Yeah, it's well, back I, at I my want place. my own copy, to be, <laughs> to be honest. I'm, I'm super excited about the, the, the new uh, book that's coming out. Uh, what's next? Uh, May? Next May, yeah. Hmm. May 2022. I don't know if we're going to be done with Gardner, but uh, I feel we should... I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Get, get down with uh, that book as soon as it's uh, published. Yeah. Not waste time because we took our time forever in a day, and not that I have any regrets because we we were just starting when that book was released. But now we are re- we're caught up. We've read all the Flemings. We're reading Garner. Uh, we've read the first book. I'm I'm you know I'm well. To be fair, if we oh, mind you, we're 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 only uh, in summer 2021, and we're talking about a book that's coming out in May of 2022. But if between now and then we do trigger Mortis, in our defense, we will have actually done the Harrowitz stories in chronological order. That is, that's a I know we yes because we we've only done forever and a day, and that's pre Casino Royale. Trigger Mortis is like a sequel to Goldfinger, and the book that's coming out next year is After Man with a Golden Gun. Mm-hmm. So we'll have done them like in the 
proper, proper order. order. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's uh, we'll get there when we get there, but uh, that I, it's 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 doable. I feel confidencing will do it. We'll somehow find a way to re-trigger Mortis in the next nine months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we'll, we'll yeah yes ten yes, months ten months nine months. Something but, like that. <laughs> uh, hopefully. But uh, but enough about a, uh, the, the book we haven't read. Uh, back to the book that we have read. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other, uh, other... Oh, the scene where... I mean, might to be fair, we find out that Trilby uh, Shrivenham was sort of just semi-play-acting, but I do like the scene when, like, She's talking like the oh, devil. Oh, she's sort of possessed. I didn't see that coming at all. Like, <laughs> that, 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 what the hell is going I, on? It felt. It's a little extreme. It's uh, it's silly that, that that's taking that. Die. Live and let die. Yeah, live and let die. It's it's silly that 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 is taking that seriously by Bond because he feels oh my god he feels like a little bit freaked out by it. But at the same time, I'm just like, when you found out she was faking it, I'm just like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the book, uh, one of our previous complaints is the, the, the surprises, the twists. Like, there might be one too many with Trilby. She's like, oh, she's a victim. No, she's his wife. Well, she's not really his wife because he forced her. It's like, is there another twist coming up with yeah, this person? It's, like, it's, it's, it's oh. you know, it's it's it's, mm. it's like the American uh, CIA dude in Icebreaker. It's like he's a goodie. No, he's a bad. Oh, he's a goodie. triple no, he's a agent, a <laughs> quintuple agent. But, uh, yeah, uh, she's not as upsetting as that character in Icebreaker. Hmm. Now you're making me think that I, this might actually be better than Icebreaker. I'm going <laughs> to say something crazy now. Because that's there are yeah. well, not too many people discussed the garners were one of the few people that discussed the garners but but among those that do usually it's icebreaker at the top of the list so it, it might i look i don't think we're stirring up much of a controversy but if but if you wanted to look at it that way yeah we're stirring up a little bit of controversy by saying or by me saying that i think this one is his favorite because i showed you and i think was it? Did I just show you, or did I show them to Emery and Jason as well? Some of the response tweets uh, our account got when I announced that we were uh, yeah, some people reading Scorpius, like, uh, and like for a moment there, I was like, "Should we go right back into second edition right now? Are we making a mistake here?" <laughs> and I'd like, absolutely not. I'm super happy. Uh, no, I'm happy that we went back after taking a sort of a break. A oh, long break, man. First no, of all, it took us a long time to do. It's a year. I think it's a legit a year since we yeah. last recorded uh, Gardner. Probably, probably. But it was a good break. We got back to a good book. Uh, hopefully, the, I don't know what the what's the next one. Upalai. Yeah. I, I dropped it. Win, lose, or die. Never uh, heard of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I know some, no expectations. This one is about. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be candy sound, canes it's, it's gonna s- sound funny it's about boats if I remember correctly I think I put a, sort of a boat in the sort of the the, the logo and it's about the, sort of uh, ex, uh, sort of a uh, naval exercise okay 
think he gets a promotion. Yeah, he's, he a becomes, form, he's a former he, think, Navy officer. So. Yeah, I think he becomes Captain Bond or something. Or he Captain gets, Bond. I don't know. He gets a promotion. Oh, really? He's no longer a commander, <laughs> if I'm correct. Uh, you know, Good I've, for him. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know I I'm I, I, you know I was surprised surprised by the quality of this book. I didn't think I was, you know, I was reading it and I've you know I had to, like I said earlier when I was I was not listening to the audio book in the best conditions. I've had to re- quickly reread certain passages last night and this morning and talking to you about it, mm. reevaluating because like, I mean it's been a long time since we've read uh, Icebreaker and some of the other okay. books, and although I you know there there are things I I think I gave it thumbs down in the end, but nobody loves lives for as a great like the the log line for the plot that all the best assassins in the world are trying to kill James Bond. Freaking awesome! It's very very like it's it's just, it, this should be a movie and this. You know, as en- enough ideas, it could be two movies, hmm. or actually, or, or one movie, but with. But we split those characters. Yeah, we we split those characters apart, and on, that's why, you know, you should really consider getting a deal with with the estates if they don't own the, the film rights all uh, hmm. right away, because you get to reprint it. You know, there, there's money to be made. It's funny that they don't, uh... and they're not that terrible uh they get such a bad rap that i'm like yes but but no you you could reprint those and use the best ideas it helps that we're insane bond fans so we do um just by our nature we do maybe try to find as much as we like in the gardeners uh you know we want to support them as best we can even though not all of them are very good uh probably for 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 the I, i would i would wouldn't mind maybe giving Icebreaker or, or this one or Nobody Lives Forever to somebody that isn't really that familiar with James Bond, maybe hasn't read the Flemings and get like, what's their opinion of a Gardner James Bond? There is one section I really, 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 really did not appreciate about this book. And I have my little signe here. Oh, um, that's late in the book. Though. It's late in the book. It's when uh, Bond and Pearly are in the plane. Oh, no. And uh, oh, yes. it, it starts with a little uh, bit of uh, dialogue from Perlman, but uh, shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I know which. That, that's a classic sort of Bondian. Like, I, I, it's, it's cute. Perlman settled back to watch the in-flight movie. Though he had already seen it, Bond sat through it again. The Untouchables, a favorite actor of his, played a Chicago cop. Sell, don't buy. I did not like that at all. I do not like this meta bullcrap. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's cute. I don't like it. Wow. I don't like it. I mean, there's so, you know, in the world of in-joke stuff, there are things that are far more upsetting to me than that brief line. I completely agree. I'm obviously being a little bit facetious here, but I have to admit when I read that, I was like, you serious? Did you just do that? (laughs) Really, bro? I, I, I when I read what? that, I rem well read that, heard that on the audiobook versions, but I remember having actually read that uh, that there it was something in the continuation novel. I didn't remember which one. I'm like, uh uh-uh. <laughs> But you know what? To his credit, Bond has great taste in movies because uh, the it's Intouchables a is a fantastic movie. And his favorite actor is a favorite actor of ours as well. Yes, I'm and he won the Academy Award for that. I'm perfectly fine with the reality of those facts. 
But in the context of hey, a James he, Bond novel, come on, just like, Edgar, even Fleming did that with uh, Ursula Andress. He put her in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And Honor Majesty's Secret Service is my least favorite. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are you saying that? Is, no, is, is, that, is, that. Is, that, is that something you want to stand by? Cut that part out. <laughs> anyway, so I hate uh, Scorpius. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's don't. it's uh, No, I, it's... I, I, like I said at the start of the show, it's my favorite gardener. It's a, it's a decent enough thriller that, mm. you know, you can... It's something you read... In the airport or, you know, summer reading, it's easy. It's not overly complicated. It's not very long. No, no, no. Mind you, these days, without going into details, I have time on my hands. But, yeah, I read it in, like, three days, four days. It's a super fast read. It's how about long, eight hours, eight hours uh, yeah. the, the audiobook version. I've listened to some chapters at uh, 1.25 speed. Cause and it's I, one, James one. James Bond. No, I got used to it. It was not. Like, you get used to it. Eventually, you pick up that. But sometimes I'm like, oh my god, what? What? I, what Glattonsbury? Okay, Glastonbury. <laughs> Does it sound when you listen to an audio book at one two point five? Uh, 1.25? Does it sound like those 1940s <laughs> characters? Get away from me, kid. You're me, kid. Come on, see here. Uh, yeah, honestly, like yes. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, goodness gracious. Any final thoughts? I'm out. I'm, oh, I'm well, I think we're both out. Uh, honestly, I was, uh, I was happy. I would, uh, you know, you know, when they, they did the first couple of Fleming's uh, adaptation, Doctor No, mm -hmm. From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, mm -hmm. they took elements from the book, but they did all, especially Doctor did so much rewriting, it's barely the same story anymore. This could, you know, this is good enough, yeah. but it doesn't need to be, uh, if, if, The, uh, the the good people at Eon Production are listening, uh, <laughs> or you know whoever. Know. But it's something they have, pe they have people everywhere. Yeah, Someone might they be have listening. people everywhere too. Uh, but it's something you know. There's good stuff to buy in here, and as a standalone standalone story, it works. It doesn't. You mm. don't require. Spectre is not back. No. Uh, you don't need to know. You you get to feel what who Bond is throughout that book. Mm. Uh, You know the, the the characters are vivid enough that you remember most of them. There are some redundancy when it comes to some of the uh, the cult members, but as a yeah. you know as an overall plot structure action sequences, I I had you know I was pleasantly surprised. Mm. Yeah, and very high tension. I felt the tension. I felt I felt the dread. Mm. of the situation yes. dread is a good description like especially uh, the closer you, you know deeper you get into the plot you feel the sense of dread mm. you know, at first you you think it's just that one thing and then you realize it's yep. bigger and bigger and bigger and burger burger and then you can't that chew properly a, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 true and Slight naivete about the explanation of how how brainwashing works, how, how brainwashing operates. I think it still works insofar as you know. I sort of at a certain point I said it's it's fine. I get it. They're brainwashed. That's why they're so that's why they're so dangerous. Earlier in the episode, you uh, alluded to the fact that well, you know, in the real world, usually it's with religions that have 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 been around for a while. We're not going to get into that conversation, but. But it's with religions that have been around for a while, and you know those people who commit those acts 
are very committed themselves. You yeah. know, so I think that's when I said, oh, it feels modern, even in 2021, that's really why it had, what I had in mind. It's when, when the, those people out there in the world are, are willing and do commit to such things. It's, it's because they are, you know, no, in t- it to win it. Uh, this is a very comic booky version of that, but there's like enough of that in there. That it, it you know, for a, something that's written quite a number of years before uh, people, you know, ter- terrorism became went global mm. uh he, 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 you know he, he had a good uh, i wouldn't say uh, preview but a good um oh a prescient prescient yeah. yes he was he had a good present uh feeling for idea of what you know modern terrorism global terrorism would eventually mm. become yeah. and you know it, it's a little bit comic bookish it's more palpable because mm. it's It's sort of uh, deep, not depoliticized, but de-religionized because it, it's a cult. It's, not yeah, it's a, real, a fictitious society. So it's a way to remove religion of, of, of uh, uh, religion-based uh, terrorism by making a fake one. Uh, mm. But you know, you have a fake religion that people are willing to die for. It's a little bit mm. sloppy. Doesn't Garner say that they sort of cherry pick yeah, a little bit? Yeah, but that also yeah. feels you know so slobby because it's a, it's a made up religion made of mm. other religion like so it's a choose your own religion type of like it's it's very the mcdonald version of religion it's like oh i'll pick that idea that idea that idea and it's like uh, it's kind of, that doesn't really work that that way but you know for the context of the story i'll accept yeah, your it's fine. world but you know it doesn't feel real but you know mm. if you accept that you can accept all the other nonsense not nonsense but the other extravagance yeah. of the plot yeah no that's good and uh, you know it, it, it extravagant plots are Fleming-esque they are they're very they're Fleming-esque they're Bondian you know all, all the things uh, the stuff that makes us record these podcasts yes we like Fleming-esque and we like Bondian but this is uh, the, the first the, the, not the first one but the one that f- feels like it succeeds at what it's initially started updating bond but still re- retaining its its flavor mm. but you know dusting off yeah like uh, the 60s are long gone this this 1988 yeah and there's you know i remember 1988 i can tell you stories of 1998 remember <laughs> i it's funny uh you know we were at the seventh world well, we will be at the eighth novel soon enough but we're at the seventh novel this week reading it and i was like man You've already done seven of these. Seven of these. When was this published? And yeah, 1988. It kind of surprised. Like in a couple of books, we're going to be in the 90s. Interesting. Interesting. We're sort of seeing time go by as we're reading yeah. these gardeners. I mean, it's our childhood. These these stories yeah. take place during our childhood. Yeah, they are. They are. Anyways, all that to say, darn good book. Yeah. Uh, good yarn. Good yarn. Had a good time. Lots of blood. Some chicks. Oh. That's true. You have a smartwatch. Yeah. No. See, I can't. This is why I encourage you to get to go yeah. analog. You don't You don't get interrupted. But, but I get analog. my steps. You know, I haven't walked enough today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's no. Okay. I don't know. No, no, the, okay. Everything's weird. Oh, there's. there's, there's flash, a, I see flash. I see no, light on your oh face. My God, it's flashing. It's, it's, oh, my okay. God. It's okay, blinding. stopping. Or there's a skull. And there's raiding. It's. Dude. Do okay, it's flashing. Do you have? Uh, 
Do you have people everywhere? Do you have Do you have people everywhere? Uh, we do have people everywhere. Do we? Wouldn't you agree? I th- no, uh, yes. Honestly, these days we do have people everywhere. Cause we we do. No, I mean we do. And then you know you you learn about other other platforms and people. You're like, wow, no, those guys got real connections. <laughs> like, like I, I I one of my favorite podcasts is is the James Bond Friends and podcast and guys oh, like uh, Bill Koenig, guys like uh, James Page, who, who sort of functions as the chef d'orchestre on that on that show. Uh, the guy brings up facts where I'm like never heard of that before <laughs> but they produced the mi6 confidential magazine where they interview people that worked on the movie so i'm going to assume they know what they're talking about i've never heard of that um but anyways uh so we pretend that we have people everywhere <laughs> uh we have people for example on www the James Bond complex.com which is also the tumblr account do okay, we, we 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 are our friends at anchor.fm um, good friends. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, search for the James Bond Complex. We're on Twitter at the Bond Complex. Uh, we're on Instagram at the James Bond Complex. I, I it was a time when I said Instagram is your baby, but I feel like I've been. I'm going to cool no, off. No, of I, I, I think it's bit. you know. I want. I, 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 I wrote a few things on Twitter. I don't know if you noticed. noticed. A few things, not many, but I uh, okay. here and there. I'm like, they'll say something like a little, like a little fart. Uh, so we got YouTube, search for the James Bond Complex, tickle us with the, well, subscribe, please, and tickle us up with the thumbs up button. And uh, Google Podcasts, there's Spotify, and of course, there's my old friends, my oldest friends, you might say, at Apple, search for the James Bond Complex, subscribe, write a review, ideally positive, but it's a free and democratic country, you may give us a negative one, we just won't read it. <laughs> uh, and leave us a five-star glowing golden gun review. All that being said, just as James Bond always returns, fingers crossed, although who knows when this is coming up. Maybe we will have seen James Bond by the time this comes up. I would freaking hope so. Anyways. But anyways. Knock on, like, fake plastic wood. Fake plastic. Oh, God, there's no wood. There's no wood. Oh, my God. No, no, there's no wood. Depending on what happens in two months of time of this recording, we might have to cut those sixty seconds out because they won't apply. Oh God! But if it, if it, if it's happened, we can cut these sixty seconds out. If it hasn't happened, we keep them in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So uh, just uh, James Bond returns. So too with the James Bond complex. Sur ce, toujours un plaisir. À la prochaine. Et au revoir. Ciao, belli. À la prochaine. Arigato matane, dam joe bogat samnida.